In a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into a realm of Koigyu casting and Klingons. Okay, people, get your geek on. everyone, it's May 16th, 2014, and you're listening to episode 90 of Knit One Geek 2. I'm Karen. I'm Maggie. And today, we're coming to you from Holy Shitville. If you don't know where that is, go down Fields Avenue. Take a to left turn at Plot Twist Terrace. And then drive straight off of Gobsmack Canyon. You, you can't miss it. Yeah, yeah, it's the, the big crater in the ground. And it's usually brimming with fields. Created by screaming. Yes. By supersonic screaming of fangirls. So yes, there were some big events this last week. Yeah, there were. Yes. And yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at Karen. She's just going red. (laughs) But we're going to get to it. Yep. We're going to get to it. I didn't know everybody was getting this worked up about me getting my red belt. Of course. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Would you like to make the official announcement to the people? Yay. I'm a red belt in Taekwondo now. Woo! And that does not mean I am anything close to proficient at bar fights because my husband won't let me go out and try. Ah, <laughs> oh, boo! Yeah, I told spouses. Spouses ruin all the fun. I know. He says I can go out to a uh, to a bar picking a fight when I can beat one of the masters at sparring. I'm like, well, boo! <laughs> I'm going home then. That's just not fair. <laughs> Anyways, but hey, you're prepared if there's any Hydra ag- agents you need to beat up. Mm-hmm. Uh Yes, more on that later More on Uh that later (laughs) Must control myself So anyway, how shall we start off with adventures in knitting then? I'm leaving Why? No, I'm leaving Why? I I have problems Why? I have big problems Why? (sighs) Okay, so you see what's in my lap, right? Yes You haven't seen it before, have you? Uh, I saw it once Okay, this just tells you how long It should be a lot bigger than this Yeah Yeah if I remember correctly what you are telling, what you were told me last time, okay. would you like to explain to the people what it is you're looking at? It is the start of a baby blanket. Don't worry, not for me. Coworker is pregnant, and I told her everybody in the office knows that I knit. It's kind of a little bit of a titter joke in the office about me knitting. Really? How would they have figured it out, Maggie? <laughs> so anyways, I told her, I've got dibs on a baby blanket for you. You know, when you work out your colors for your nursery and stuff like that, let me know. And I was going to let it wait for a little while because they had been trying for a long time mm-hmm. and I didn't want to quote unquote jinx anything. Yeah. So just waiting a yeah. little while and as life happens, hey, I renovated a kitchen. Hey, I'm doing this. Hey, I'm doing this. And then I get a, an email that says, hi, please come to so-and-so's baby shower. That's in three weeks. And I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> So basically, you decided to wait until uh, nearly term. Yeah, just to make so, sure that just to just to make sure they weren't going to have a preemie. Mm. So um, the baby shower is two weeks from tonight. Yeah, and I have I have barely knit in two freaking weeks. <laughs> I have barely knit anything in two freaking weeks. Every single time, I have I've actually written down in my agenda, knitting time, outlined it, highlighted it, stuff like that. Something happens. Like, either the child blows up, or, you know, the husband gets abducted, or things like that happen. Mm -hmm. I should really be farther along than the third repeat in this 
blanket. Yeah. This is the Chalice Blanket, Baby Chalice Blanket, by Karen S. Logger. It is a free Ravelry download. I'm pretty sure you've mentioned it on the podcast before. Because I'm... we're doing another one. I've knit it before. Mm-hmm. Um, which is one of the reasons why it was sort of like one of my go-tos. It is being knit in Burnett Soft. Yeah. Because it's going to be thrown up on... Yeah. I'm not spending Malabrigo money on that. Yeah, no. So... This has to be Save the Malibu money for yourself, honey. Yeah. This has to be able to go into a washer and dryer and, you know, come back out again. And it is a sort of aquamarine blue, not because I have ideas about the baby gender, but because they decorated the nursery as an ocean theme. Mm-hmm. And it's a bright enough color that the baby will be able to focus on it, mm-hmm. but calming enough at night that the baby won't be kept wide awake. Like, I'm not going to give him, like, clown nose red type of yeah. baby blanket. Because that might inspire him like bu- like a bull to go, you know. <laughs> yeah, so my Hobbit Along project has not been touched. Yeah. That red scarf that I had only four repeats left for has not been touched. <laughs> my uber sock of loveliness with the cables and the, the knitting needles of happiness that, you know, were made from Tony Stark's Iron Man suit have not been touched. <laughs> and you know what else? What? Shoot me. What? I'll give you a gun. Shoot me. Why? What? Oh, and please don't write in for me saying that. So my best friend from university days is pregnant. Oh, God. And I kind of agreed. (laughs) Her baby blanket. And a baby quilt. Oh, sweet Jesus, woman. Now, I did tell her because she was was looking for her thing as turtles. Yeah. And she was looking for turtle material and t- to make a, ba- a baby blanket. And I, she couldn't find any she liked, and I told her about Spoonflower. Hey, guys, it's Spoonflower. So I told her about Spoonflower and gave her the link and stuff, and she was all like, Oh, my God, Squee, this is just what I wanted. And I'm like, Yay, com- e-commerce and stuff like that. And um, I said, What exactly is it that you're looking for? And she's like, I just want a baby blanket. I don't need the sheets. I don't need a can. I just want the blanket. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Okay, honey, I made one for my other... There's a trio of us. I made one for her boys. I will make you a baby quilt on two conditions. Mm-hmm. One, you will get a knitted blanket first. Because until the baby is able to roll over and pull its head up and stuff like that, the knitted blanket is the safer of the mm-hmm. two. Because they don't even like you having bumpers in the crib and stuff like that. Two, you're going to have to work with my schedule. Because l- life just be crazy right now. Yeah. You, you're just going to have to live with... When I can get it to you. Yeah. And she became all happy, squee, and oh my god, I love you, thank you so much, thank you, thank you, thank you, and then I just emailed my husband and said, shoot me, please. (laughs) I mean, I love her, and yes, I would totally do this, I just don't understand why this all sort of, this was a planetary alignment of all the things happening now. (laughs) Because we have to start practicing for that spinning team that we're supposed to be doing. Yep. And... Oh. It's going to be okay, Maggie. It's going to be okay. <laughs> With enough booze, it's going to be okay. <laughs> well, booze and knitting don't mix. You go from making socks to fishnets and not stockings. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay, one way or another. It will be okay. <laughs> so I foresee this this weekend is the Elfling's birthday weekend. Mm-hmm. And we've done a birthday for him at Cheeky Monkeys, which is like an indoor play place for those of you that don't have anything they have a cheeky monkeys. It's an indoor play place that looks like a jungle. It's a big jungle gym. Run, go, be free, jump. It's a safe environment. And they get pizza and they get ice cream. Yada. I will be the parent sitting over in the parental section, just furiously knitting. <laughs> 
Yes, yes, you're jumping. I see you. Hi. Yes. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, don't push him too hard. Keep knitting. Keep knitting. Oh, that's wonderful. Very nice for you. Keep knitting. Keep knitting. Do not light the thing on fire. Keep knitting. Keep knitting. Take the pizza off of your head. Keep knitting. Keep knitting. That will be me this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I said I'm a little bit in over my head. Yeah, that was basically the notes that Maggie sent me earlier today for... in Under Adventures in Knitting, for her, it says, Maggie's in over her head, dot, 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 here's why, dot, dot, dot. It's like, okay. I think I've forgotten how to double knit now. Oh, of course, that just could be my paranoia. It's just your paranoia, sweet pea. Okay. So my goal, my new plan, anything that does not have a deadline within the next month does not exist right now. The baby shower is due in two weeks. Yeah. So this gets done at the fastest rate I can do it. Once that is done, I play catch-up on The Hobbit Along. Because socks are all well and good and pretty, but they are a portable project. Mm -hmm. The Hobbit Along is not. And The Hobbit Along is not a project you want to get too far behind on. Yeah. So after this, then it's The Hobbit Along. When I catch up to where I should be, then I can go back to picking and choosing my projects at, mm -hmm. at, at, at leisure where I feel like finishing off the red scarf today, or I feel like knitting more of my socks today. <laughs> right now, I am in military mode. <laughs> we have a lockdown right now. You are in a, on a mission. Oh, sweet lord. And it hurts. So Not anyways... Not give me 20 stitches, soldier. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagined Coulson saying that. Girl! Anyways, um, so how's your knitting? Okay, this podcast is going to be over soon if you keep saying things like that. Anyway. Well, I finished the... Metallurgy Shawl by Very Busy Monkey in time to give it to my supervisor. Because somebody remembers when she has important th gifts to give away. <laughs> oh, that didn't, you know, keep me from slacking off a little bit. And I actually posted pictures of it. Yay, Karen. In my, pa in my projects. Pretty. Ta-da. So that's the one I knit with Madeline Tosh Merino Light in the Dr. Zhivago Sky colorway. So it's sort of mixed grays, sort of light to dark grays. And it's super pretty. It is, it's not overdone and fussy. It's very, very classy and understated. Yeah, it's very textural, which is, so basically there's like the main body of the shawl, which is semi-crescent-like, and it's just made using uh, decreases at either side, and then two, de two I'm sorry, increases at either side, and then two increased lines in the middle to sort of make wedges, different wedge shapes. And that's all done in garter stitch. And then the edging... So that is some good TV knitting right there. Yep. And then the edging is just these little, sort of these little, almost wave-like, mm -hmm. sort of large wave-like shapes, alternating between one wave-like shape that's in stockinette and one that's in a twisted knit rib. Okay. With little eyelets to create, and decreases to create the, the shape. But not very lacy or anything like that, which seemed like a good choice for... Seemed to sort of fit, seemed something like something my manager would like, and it also seemed, it was also a good choice for someone who's not a knitter, and therefore, like, if she ever has to wash it, mm -hmm. you know, would not, therefore, have all the tools and stuff to block, -block out it. a lacy thing. Because for anybody who has not done it, uh, lace, when it comes right off the needles... Looks like cat yak. Yeah. I mean, once it's blocked and it blooms, it is a fantastic piece of art. Yep. But before that process, it is sea anemone turds. So yes, and she was very appreciative, and she really liked it, and everything like that, which was good. And now we're just, you know, the usual sort of adjustment when someone new has taken over. Mm -hmm. Managing and is still trying to figure out how we do everything. Mm -hmm. um, so since then, I have sort of been 
doing the usual, oh, I just finished this big project that had a deadline, and now I'm not sure what to do with myself, Flaley Arms. <laughs> um, and the, I want to cast on all the things. things. Yes. But uh, part of that, I should mention, is that I did recently take out all of my stash. I've witnessed some of this upstairs. Laid it all out on the floor of the living room after vacuuming to try and get most of the cat hair up. And took a picture of my entire stash, which actually I should realize I should grab my phone so I can show it to you. Oh, by the way, for everybody, we hope that you had a good uh, free comic book day. Yep. I had a little Agent Fury. And An he, adorable little Agent Fury. He said I was allowed to be Maria Hill. <laughs> so I was good with that. Okay, so here we go. So that is the stash. Woman, that is a yarn store. <laughs> Not quite. Not quite, she says. And there's the stash from the other angle, because the sun was coming in <laughs> on some of these sweater amounts. But you can see that, like... need you, to, you need to lay down on top of that, and I'll take a picture of you with it on it. I did. Okay, then. Sorry. They're highly unflattering, so I don't think I'm actually going to post them, but... Yeah, Maggie has seen my living room, so she knows how big my couch is. And you'll notice that the the bottom of that section yeah. is almost almost at the one end of my couch. And it's a full three-seater couch. Yeah, and the rest of it sticks out a little bit beyond yep. the end of the couch. And she also knows my living room and knows how far it is from the couch to the fireplace. Yeah. So uh, you can see how close that gets to the fireplace. I also, I, d I decided when I was laying it out to lay it out in sort of color groups, too. So you can see I've got all the reds, reds and sort of mixes in the middle and the blues and greens and some of the neutrals and some of the sweater amounts and <laughs> neutrals over there and sweater amounts at the top. And Yeah, I got a lot of yarn. So um, part of that, resulting of that, was that, uh, as Maggie saw earlier tonight, there is a pile of yarn on the dining room table right now, mm -hmm. which I'm going to photograph. And I'm going to put it up in the for sale or trade section of my stash on Ravelry. So if someone is looking for possible yarn to acquire at fair rates, feel free to check out my stash. I'll link it in the D-stash thread as well, because I'm going to post that on the D-stash thread, actually. But yes, so part of this exercise, too, has also meant that while I want to cast on all the things, i am also been sort of looking at... It, it, it has somewhat not helped with the cast on all the things, Mm -hmm. Because then I've noticed all the stuff that I have. And you're like, oh, I could totally do that with this. Or, oh, I could totally use this for this. Like, I found some leftover balls of yarn and leftover skeins, some of which. Now there's some navy blue and some light blue, which were from my swirly mittens. Okay. Leftover. There's some white. This is all in fingering weight in different manufacturers and stuff. There's some white Louette gems. That was left over from a thing. I had an extra skein from the Severus socks, and I had an extra skein from the TARDIS shawl. Uh-huh. So I kind of, the other night, I kind of started making a scarf with leftovers and just doing stripes of those five colors. One, two, three, four, five, yeah. Now, are you doing them strictly in a pattern or just as you feel? Um, probably in a pattern, just to make it easier for when things are... Because I'm just carrying the yarns up the end. That's true, okay. That makes so sense. that way it's not like, you know, 20 rows before I use a color again and the, the stitches get all janky. Okay. Jank. But yeah, so there's that. Janky is a technical term. Yeah. So there's that, and then, you know, pulling out all my yarn, I realized out how much sweater yarn I have, which kind of helped because I had been looking at the webs. <laughs> 
clearance section and be like, ooh, they have some of their Northampton sport on clearance. And they have it in the Ocean Heather colorway, and that's really pretty, and I don't have any sweater yarn in that color. But then I brought out all my yarn, and I realized I have, like, six sweaters worth of yarn Yarn. in it. It's like, um... But none of it's in the blue heather. Not in the Ocean Heather, which is like a tealy color. You're going to tell me you don't have... A sweater's worth of teal yarn. I don't. Is that because it keeps getting knit into socks? No, it's because I don't. I haven't bought a sweater's worth of that yarn. Okay. I can't just buy a sweater's worth on a whim. Not at my size, Maggie. This is like <laughs> takes planning. I'm just saying. And dedicated. I'm very monies. surprised that of all colors, you don't have a sweater stash of teal. Well, it's because I usually buy sweater stashes when stuff is on sale. Okay. On really big sale. Like the Northampton sort of sport is, I could totally get enough for a sweater for me for under 50 bucks. Oh my god. Which is almost unheard of. But so when stuff is on sale, or like especially when a lot of times it are, well, yeah, quite a few times it's been the stuff that's been on clearance at um, webs or something like that. So like sometimes when stuff, when I find out stuff is on clearance or something like that, they don't have, either that color isn't available. Or it wasn't available in the first place. They just didn't have that color that I, that sort of color. Right. Or by the time I see it, they don't have enough of that colorway for me to make a sweater out of it. So I have one that's purple. I have a sweater's worth that's purpley. Um, I have a burgundy sweater's worth. I have that dark brown charcoal sweater's worth, as well as the sort of medium brown that they sent me by, sent me by mistake. I have, <laughs> At least, well, there's that that one brown that they sent by mistake, and there is a a lot of pink that I got. Both of those are intended sort of like, okay, I will over-dye these to make a sweater. So, yeah, I was looking, so basically, yeah, looking at the, the amounts of yarn I have, I'm like, I really, really shouldn't be buying more. But also looking at the sweater yarn I have, I'm like, you know, I should really start a sweater. <laughs> I was going to say, so does this all lead up to we've been looking at sweater patterns lately? Uh, not just yet. I keep thinking I should, but then I had to get distracted by other things. Oh, look, shiny. Oh, look, Tumblr. <laughs> Basically. But yeah. So I'm still sort of at the want to cast on all the things. And so in the last few days, I've sort of been working on my uh, striped, self-striping socks with the the turtle pearl stripey toes in the purple pearl fifth anniversary colorway. Okay. Because those are still sort of ongoing. As well as the socks I'm doing in the traveling vine pattern from More Sensational Knitted Socks. Mm -hmm. And that yarn is from another crafty girl. I think it's her strong sock that I'm using. In, I can't quite remember the colorway name. I think it's just called Companion Cube, actually. Named after the Companion Cube in Portal, and it's sort of that pink and gray mix. And that one is like, it's almost, but not quite easy enough to to do without the pattern. I still need to, to okay. have the stitch pattern. So I've kind of been thinking of casting on another pair of socks. <laughs> one where I can just do it without even thinking about it, like the spring forward socks from right. me, which I've made a few times now. Especially because I was uh, probably going to go into Toronto tomorrow. And so it'd be nice to have something that would keep my interest on the train, but also I wouldn't have to look, keep looking at a pattern. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty much determined that tomorrow I am not going to yarn stores, because holy fuck, I've got enough yarn. This has been your self-realization exercise. Now that might not stop me from going to the comic book store and the fountain pen store. No, nobody can stop you from doing that. <laughs> I don't have as many of those, and I just broke a couple of my cheap fountain pens. Oh, trying, to get, trying to get them to work better, so. Like, super cheap fountain pens, like six bucks. 
But obviously, I'm down a couple fountain pans. I need more. Naturally. <laughs> but yes, so yeah, that's me. Of course, the other reason I should probably not spend the money on yarn, too, is because I just bought tickets to see Welcome to Night Vale in Toronto. They're doing a show. The it, We've mentioned it before. The I, podcast, Welcome to Night Vale. Right. Which, if you haven't heard about it, is... I think the most succinct description of it I've seen is it's like Prairie Home Companion, as written by Stephen King or H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> it's basically like a little community radio show in the town of Night Vale. Yes. Which is really freaking weird. And it's, yeah, it is creepy. And really creepy. <laughs> and um, they've been doing live shows for like the last year or so. And this is going to be the first foray up into Canada. So what is the show going to be? Like, what are you going to be looking at or... We're going to be watching the guy who usually does the voice of Cecil, the host uh-huh. of the, the Night Vale radio I'm, show. I'm just trying to imagine what it is that you're going to it's see. It's going to be like don't... watching, like, have you seen photos of them re- or stuff of people recording, like, old-time radio shows? Ah, uh, yeah. That is what it looks like. All right. And it actually had kind of nice timing, too, because the Toronto show is on July 2nd, day before my birthday. Yeah. And the name of the show, the title of the show that they're going to be doing is... The Librarians. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Which is also going to be kind of amusing, because I think, in, not this past episode, but the episode before, there was one of the, the creepy words from our sponsors, which usually end up being creepy or weirdly, like, existential, and then at the end it'll be like, Subway, eat fresh. There there was something where they were, like, in the, the segment, they were talking directly, it's like they were talking directly to the listener. Right. And he said something about, like, we know who you are. You're b-. And at one point it says, your birthday is July 3rd. And I was, like, looking down at my iPod, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, shh, what the fuck? I can just imagine them writing it and they'll be like, you know, for however many people out there who listen to it, that would just be like one of those, oh, ha, 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 fun thing, funny things, you know, creepy things you're listening to. But they had to know that somewhere around the world, there was going to be a certain percentage percentage of people people. that were going to look at their iPods and be like, what the fuck? How did you know? Everywhere you go now, you're looking behind you. (laughs) Oh, my God. Was that a hooded person? (laughs) Oh, God. Do not... I still giggle every time the bus goes by the dog park. Humans are dogs are not allowed in the dog park. So between that and the um, statues of uh, angels, you're probably yes. sleeping really well now. <laughs> yeah, it was also rather amusing when I saw the Twitter from our local um, municipality about street cleaning starting. If you're wondering why that's funny, go to iTunes, search for Welcome to Night Vale. Or just Google Welcome to Night Vale and find the Street Cleaning Day episode. But yeah, so by the way, if anybody else in the area is going to this, let me know. We can probably maybe get together beforehand for dinner or something like that. I can't do anything afterwards because I basically will need to, like, get my ass to, <laughs> to Union Station and get the bus home. I'm going to get home after, like, midnight, but I don't care. And I'm going to be working the next day and the next day is going to be hell, but I don't care. But yeah, so moving that way into Geek Squee. Should we just get the squealing and stuff over with Oh, now? let's do it. Get the squealing over with. Okay, so there's a few things of news. Of course, this time of year is the time of year that um, TV networks have their, what they call the upfronts, which is where they mention what shows have been renewed and what shows have been picked up for the fall. And amongst other announcements, uh, ABC announced that they are picking up the Agent Carter TV show starring, featuring Peggy Carter. As in all of the... uh... As in Captain America. As in Captain America's as well love as, interest. Yeah. Well, and, and also kick-ass Agent Carter. That's, yep. On her own. Um, we saw a Marvel short. 
Yes, which, oh my god, you guys, if you haven't seen it, you need to see this. The Agent Carter short on the Iron Man 3 Blu-ray is amazing. She's awesome. I love her so much. And we hope to see more like it. But they also announced that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been renewed for season two! (laughs) And this was was just... It was a twofer. Yep. And from and from what they were saying, it sounds like what they're going to do is they're going to run Agent Carter during the same time slot as uh, Agents of Shield during Agents of Shield's midwinter break. Okay. So basically, what Agents of Shield is moving to nine o'clock, which is good because it won't be up against NCIS anymore. Mm-hmm. Also, nine o'clock gives them a little more allows them a little more leeway with certain things. There are certain rules about what you can show at eight o'clock. Yes. And different rules for those shows at 9 o'clock. And so what it sounds like is they're going to show, like, you know, 11 episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. all together. Then they're going to show, like, I think it's 13 episodes of Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. And then show 11 episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. Or something like that. So we won't have the huge hiatuses that we did this year. Okay. Which will be nice. So at least we'll have something to squee about. Yes. Oh, and they're all be squeeing. <laughs> and speaking of squeeing, this came out just days before the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season finale. The much-anticipated season finale. Which, oh my god, you guys, we're not going to discuss it a lot, but there are certain things I need to flail about. Karen and I went back and forth on this. Yes. Again, I, in our notes, Maggie put in the notes, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. picked up for a second season. No, we are not talking about the beginning of the end, because that would take a whole other hour. Then I came in with, fuck you, we're totally talking about at least one part. And then I had to answer... You'll be talking about it on your own because I still haven't seen it. Oh my god, dude. How are we still friends? What time do you have to be home tonight? So in other words, <laughs> I have now seen the episode. Yes. So yeah, I'm going to put in like the spoiler space and everything. This won't be very long. It's going to swear to God, it's only going to be like five to ten minutes because it's mainly one thing that I just want to freak out about. The rest I can we will deal do with that in another Ravelry time. Group. Yep. Yep. I will do that in Ravelry Group with people, other people who have seen it. But, okay. So if you don't want spoilers, start skipping now to like five minutes ahead. Go make a cup of coffee. You know, go check on the mongoose, go skin a chihuahua, you know, do something like that. No, don't skin a chihuahua. That was mean. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to throw out <laughs> random stuff. What the hell? What the hell, dude? Don't, just don't come near my mind. It's not it's good thing my brother isn't, my sister-in-law isn't here with the puppies. Oh, I, I Anyways, don't... yes. So, spoiler explosion in three, two, one. Oh my god! Avenger! Houston, we have liftoff. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, well, considering, like, this is what I've been doing every time. I watched, rewatched the show for, like, the fourth time, like, yesterday, and I was still screaming mm-hmm. at that bit. Oh, because, and tell oh them what happened. No, tell them what happened the first time you went to watch it. Oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, oh god. god. Like, if you felt a tremor in the force when this me. was originally airing. It was Karen. Because Tuesday was nice and sunny all day. Started clouding over late afternoon. I swear to God, 8 o'clock, the show comes on. 8 fucking 15, thunderstorm outside, our satellite goes out. (laughs) If you follow me on Twitter, you would have seen me screaming. Um, I was screaming in Twitter, in the chat I was in, and also in an all-caps message to Maggie and Michelle. Oh my god, my satellite just went out! This is not fucking happening! Oh god, I am so glad that I was not in the same house. (laughs) Yeah, it would not have been good. Jesus, I would have had to have tied you down. Yeah, you would have. Because there was repeated, like, even, like, ten minutes later, I'm like, This is not fucking happening! (laughs) 
It's like this could have had we could have had the stupid thunderstorm like half an hour ago and it would have been fine or it could have happened after nine o'clock and it would have been fine. But no, it was during the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. finale. It finally did come back on. Yes, it came back on like after 15 minutes and stayed back on. <laughs> I was like, shit, there's a 15 minute gap that I haven't that I have no idea what happened. Well, not no idea, but it's like there's this 15 minute gap you have to find later. <laughs> So yeah, we were trying to calm her down. I was already wound up. We were trying to calm her down. Calm, calm down, calm down. You will see it again. You will will find it. You can see. Just calm down. Well, I knew like as long as the satellite came back on before eleven, then I could catch the West Coast. Yeah feed of it but it was still but having to wait that long especially because it was just the satellite it's not like the power went out or anything so like within a couple minutes i'm like oh shit i can't look at tumblr i can't look at twitter i I can't look at the i have to get out of i was in a on the shieldtv.net website which is a fan site for it they have chats they have a chat room that's open all the time and they have a special chat room for when the episode's on for so people can discuss the episode without spoiling people in the other chat Uh uh-huh you can't see it yet. So I'm like, oh shit, I gotta get out of this chat. And oh crap, I can't check Twitter because people are gonna be live tweeting <laughs> it on Twitter. And I I can't do anything. Oh my god, what is going on? Flail, 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 danger, Will Robinson, danger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so needless to say, I was freaking out until that came back on. And then when it came back on, I was freaking out because oh my god, oh my god. So many things discussed, but the main thing is the thing I screamed about at the beginning. <sighs> I, I can't even. Like, I cannot fucking even. This is kind of, I think this is, this is, this kind of reaction is kind of like the one I had when we had the whole news that Colson lives back yes. in October 2012. Yes. Because, oh my god, that conversation between Colson and Nick Fury, where Colson's like, this was supposed to be a last minute, this was supposed to be a, a complete emergency, only in an emergency thing. For an Avenger. Yeah, in case of the fall of an Avenger. And Nick Fury says, exactly, and I lost my shit. He's like, oh my god, Colson is an Avenger! Nick Fury said so! <laughs> and then, and then, while I'm still recovering from that, Fury goes on about how, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. has been destroyed, but how people like Coulson were the heart of it. He's like, and now I want you to be the head. And I'm like, oh, shit! Oh, my God! Coulson is now the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. What is little left of it, which is basically his team in a couple bases, but, like, oh, my God! Director Coulson! Oh, my God! I've been freaking out every single time I've watched this episode. I just can't. I can't. I need I need CPR. Oh my god, I can't. You need fresh air. I need fresh air. Oh my god. I just I have yeah. I Okay, we're good. I good. Yeah. Inhale. So needless to say, the last few days have been like wow. Just oh my god. I can cope, I swear. I swear I can. I'll let you know when you have me convinced. I'll be very good to fit good at faking it, yes. I got no comments for that right there. But yes, and and I've also seen the like, thankfully I've seen a lot of reviews and stuff where people are like, oh my god, this this episode was the best one yet. This show is now amazing, and this is why you should be watching it. Like, yes, vindication. Yep. For those of us that have stuck with it the whole time. <laughs> yep. I believe in Phil Coulson. Hashtag stand with Shield. Hashtag stand with Coulson. Now a long, 
I just, I'm still getting giggly. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Yes. Let's talk quickly. Well, I was gonna say, are are we done with our our spoiler moment? Yes. You see, back from spoilers. All right, we're back from spoilers, but still on the subject of hashtags and shield. Yes. There are some fabulous quotes and quips going across Twitter right now, all focusing on a very spe- special uh, female agent. Happens to be my favorite. my favorite because it is the month of May and it they are hashtag Mayism and people are basically calling out quips and quotes about how badass May is. Yeah, think the Chuck Norris facts, but with Agent May. Right. One of my favorites is Melinda May has a grizzly bear rug in her bedroom. The bear isn't dead; it's just too scared to move. And Mingna Wen has been supervising, you could say, all of these hashtags because, of course, she's tagged in them. Mm-hmm. And she's egging everybody on playing the East Coast against the West Coast about who can get the best one. When Melinda May got bit by a radioactive spider, the spider gained powers. <laughs> Agent May is so scary, sharks watch Agent May week on the Discovery Channel. Melinda May is the reason Waldo is hiding. Agent May can kill two stones with one bird. Godzilla tried to take on Agent May. She's now got new shoes and a set of matching luggage. You can find all of these at twi- on Twitter if you just search for the has- hashtag... Mayism. Yeah, Mayisms. Which is pretty awesome considering she's female and over 50. Yeah, she is. And she's kick ass. She's my favorite agent. <laughs> she's so cool. Oh, yeah, so no, I was just thinking something I forgot to mention about Agent Carter, which I didn't have a note here. One of the awesome things about that series. Both showrunners for that series, so the people sort of in charge of the show, are female. Female, yes. And there's going to be like a bunch of female writers too, High which five. is almost unheard of in Hollywood. There are almost there are hardly any female showrunners. Cool, especially female showrunners who are where it's two women who are showrunners, not a woman and a man, and a man co-showrunning. So yeah, I can't wait to see what that's like. Awesome. Yes. Okay. Now speaking of other awesome things. Well, in this case, upcoming things that look awesome. Mm -hmm. We've seen the trailer for the new CW show, The Flash. Yes, we have. And that looks pretty cool, actually. My husband is a big Flash fanboy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I ran this by him, and he said it looked really good, and he was really impressed. Yeah, on IGN, they have a full trailer for it, which is like, it's almost five minutes long. So it's a very, more like a, a... lengthy preview that basically goes through the entire pilot episode and it does look like when we're watching I did notice like it does look like the the solution to the problem in the pilot episode is kind of shown so maybe you just want to watch like half of it if you don't want to know everything mm-hmm. but it does look quite promising and it has a nice little uh cameo by the uh, green arrow right towards the end yeah well apparently Barry Allen has shown up in arrow okay but yeah it looks really interesting it looks like it could be fun, as well as, you know, it looks very... I mean, usually the pilot, they get a little more money to do that one episode than they do to get each episode Following afterwards. Um, but the effects look really good. It looks a bit... It looks like a superhero movie. It looks yeah. like it could be, you know, up there with... could be up on the screen with a Spider-Man 2. Actually, I see that trailer, and I kind of want to see it more than I want to see it. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man 2. Spidey. Sp- sorry, Spidey, Spidey fans. Spidey hasn't had a good run of late. Sorry, Spidey fans. I will say I'll blame it on the marketing department who put together the trailer. Because when we saw the Amazing Spider-Man 2 trailer in front of Captain America 2, I basically was like, this is basically a trailer of all the things. Like, look, this is in 3D! But I will blame that on whoever cut the trailer. But yeah, there's a lot of new trailers. 
And thanks for new shows. I haven't been able to watch a lot of them. Though we did watch a trailer for another new show that's coming out, this time on Fox. <laughs> Hieroglyph. Uh, Egyptian-based. What was it the Mayor Mary Sue called it? I think Loco Batshit? Something like that. <laughs> Anyways. Loco Bonkers, I think it was. Yeah, the, the, the headline on the Mary Sue says, Let's count the ways in which Fox's new show by the writer of Pacific Rim is Loco Bonkers Ridiculous. It does look interesting. Mainly in the sense of watching the trailer, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Lots of crazy shit happening and I have no idea what's going on. So we know that there's other than oh wow it's Fox and there's going to be lots of sexy scenes why am I not why am I not surprised yeah obviously not HBO style but and I mean they're mentioning here that it looks nuts in terms of its premise but then so did Pacific Rim yeah but Pacific Rim's trailer was a lot more straightforward straightforward giant monsters giant robots to punch them with there you go that's pretty much the story <clears throat> this. The premise of the story, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm wrong an awful lot, looks like a secret uber spell book, and at that time a spell book would have been a scroll. Yeah, like a papyrus, papyrus scroll. Scroll. Has disappeared. Yeah, it looks like it takes place in an ancient, it's ancient Egypt. ancient Egypt. And with a name like Hieroglyph. And it looks like that's been stolen, misplaced, taken, whatevers. Mm-hmm. And non-Egyptian dude has to find it. <laughs> Well, I'm assuming most of the people in the show are going to be not actual non-Egyptian actors or non-Egyptian well, looking dudes. Well, he's not even pretending to be Egyptian, so I mean, I'm assuming that this is he's Jew, he's basically a Jew from the period because mm-hmm. the Jews were the slaves of the Egyptians mm-hmm. that time. True. So maybe he's from that cult, but he is absolutely in no way, shape, or form coming across as Egyptian, whereas yeah. a whole host of other people are, even if just by eye makeup. Yeah. And lots of bronzer. And lots of bronzer, and <laughs> lots of wigs, and lots of body showing. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, stuff. Fox. Yeah. They well. had two ladies making out in the commercial. Yeah, <laughs> It's well. like, oh, hi, Fox. <laughs> I know you're not doing that because representation is important to you. What does the fox say? <laughs> anyway, I it's pretty to look at. It, yeah. It's, it's eye candy pretty with the jewelry and the, you know... Ancient Egyptian paraphernalia and yada yada yada. I'm waiting for the Egyptologists' heads to start exploding, <laughs> looking at it and being like, "That does not look anything like what they would have worn." Well, there is also this part about the scroll will unleash a power of its own, and it looks like it turns people into the vampires. vampires. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is coming Jinx. across as very Akasha. From Vampire Lestat, which is apparently where Egyptians were, uh, which is where vampires were made, was ancient Egypt. But um, okay, um, no, uh, we'll we'll see how it grows. We'll see how it does. Mm-hmm. We'll see. And by the way, speaking of other shows, um, there's going to be a new show based on, I think it was a graphic novel to begin with, right? Constantine? Constantine? I don't know if it was a graphic novel. Forgive me, guys. Slash comic. It was definitely a comic, that's for sure. And from what I know, because I've got a couple of Justice League Dark, Mm -hmm. which is all of the uh, magical people squished together Mm -hmm. into a crime-fighting force, so to speak. And they hate each other. But yeah, Constantine, I know uh, people will have heard about, at least, the Keanu Reeves Constantine that happened Yes, um, several years ago, actually quite some time ago, and it has gotten some flack because A, he's not a blonde, 
Mm-hmm. So I guess it's not portraying to the original character's physical features. I mean, yeah. you know, I kind of want to argue that a physical appearance shouldn't make or break a character. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, Rapunzel has to have long hair. And yeah. And I mean, and too, there is, there is also a difference between when a character is from a comic and when a character is from a book. Yeah. Because in a book, even if people are explicitly described a certain way, people still imagine them a certain way. Right. Which is, I've read, just read recently read something really interesting when J.K. Rowling was talking about meeting fans and having them tell her what they think characters look like and how theirs can often be very different from what she imagined. But, so with a comic, you have still have that visual representation right. of the person. The other thing is... So you is still have that sort of image in your head. And sometimes the two, if the two don't match up, it could be sort of like... <laughs> the other thing was that it was set in... Keanu Reeves' Constantine was set in America. Yeah. Whereas Constantine, the original, was very he's much... British. He's straight yeah. London. And he, the original, has a lot of cock balls and swagger about him. <laughs> Whereas the Keanu Reeves version had a lot of angst. Mm-hmm. Depressed, you know, grimy angst. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, I loved the movie. I mean, you can be... You can hate the movie for whatever purposes... But I actually really, really enjoyed that movie. Mm-hmm. I am, however, really looking forward to the new Constantine, the series. Yeah, it sounds like something I've heard. I haven't seen the Keanu Reeves movie, but I've heard about the character and stuff through like fandom RPGs that are role playing games, like live journal or role playing games that I've been in and stuff like that. And so I, I know a little bit about the character from the original incarnation, mm-hmm. even though I haven't read any of it. And it, the TV show does sound interesting. I think I might check that one out. Speaking of things we're thinking of checking out, if anybody's watching the show Penny Dreadful, let us know what it's like. <laughs> I just keep seeing gift sets from it on Tumblr. It's recent, just started this week that I know of. I have a lot of friends who are into the gothic Victorian stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it does have Billy Piper in it. Mm-hmm. And Ava Green's in it, too. Yes. Yeah. And all I know... And I saw the, I guess I saw what was the promo for it, but it, the promo creeped me out enough. (laughs) I knew this was not a show that I was going to watch after 6 p.m. Yeah. Basically. Guys, I am a wuss. Okay? I admit it. I am a wuss when it comes to the creepy shows. Yeah. I am. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of like, I mean, I doesn't matter how many people I know who like it, who, or how many reviews I've seen who th- who say that the show Hannibal is really good, or how interesting, kind of interesting some of the stuff from it looks like. It's like, no, I, I have seen the gift sets with the blood and the gore, and I'm like, nope, not going there. But I have heard that it's very good, so mm-hmm. chime in with your thoughts. Yes. Yeah, let us know if you've been watching it. So, speaking to speaking of other sort of movie TV stuff, before we switch to some more print matter... So, this week there was some interesting casting news. Oh, yes. Gambit. Yes. Gambit, the uh, boy from Louisiana. Okay. So, if you haven't heard the news, Channing Tatum. Yes. A.K.A. Magic Freaking Mike (laughs) has been cast to play Gambit. And a few other things. Now, when I I found this out and I went to Facebook to see how uh, people were reacting to this... Some people were not happy about it. They very much preferred the character that came from the Wolverine Origins movie. I believe mm-hmm. his name was Kit. But personally, I really think Channing could do it. Oh, sweet Jesus, they're making another Magic Mike movie. You didn't know that? 
No. I did. Oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah. So he was also in 21 Jump Street. He did the voice of, Su- of Superman in the, the Lego, Lego movie. movie. I just <laughs> <laughs> He's been in G.I. Joe. Step up to the streets. Now, one of the complaints was he doesn't look Cajun. Okay. And my question was, and if anybody out there is a Gambit X-Man aficionado, please feel free to chime in. From what I understand about Gambit's origin, it does say he comes from Louisiana. It does not say that he is Cajun. Mm -hmm. He was either kidnapped or abandoned, depending on which version of your origin story you go with. And he was raised in the Brotherhood of Thieves. From what I get, Cajun is your lifestyle, not your DNA. Mm, I think it is a... But the Cajuns, didn't they come from Acadia? Yep, they came from Acadia. In, like, Quebec, New Brunswick. Right. Sort of area. So, in other words, the North. Yeah. And they sailed down the Mississippi to as far as they could freaking go. Yeah. So, Gambit is not going to necessarily look really dark. He's going to have DNA that represents some sort of northern blood. I'm basically what I'm saying is I mean, I know they I think they are like a specific like ethnic group, okay. so it is so like they a, are, a biological okay. background. French. Yeah, they are Les Acadians. Yeah, Les Acadiens. Um mainly living in the US state of Louisiana, consisting of the descendants of Acadian exiles, French speakers from Acadia and what are now the Maritimes. Again, Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, since their establishment in Louisiana, the Cajuns have developed their own dialect, Cajun French, and developed a vibrant culture, including folkways, music, and cuisine. I'm reading. This is from the Wikipedia article. Yeah, from Wikipedia. Yeah, so, I mean, it is a a specific ethnic group that has become fairly large, as as far as I know, in Louisiana. But can you look Cajun? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, especially, too, because, like, since that time, they would have probably... Mm-hmm. Mixed with other, I mean, the at that time New Orleans and that and Louisiana was still, I think it was still a French colony. Yeah, was, well, when they moved there, it would have been still a French colony. So they would have moved there with other people who had arrived there from France. And then you have all sorts of other mixing coming in, even in the last two hundred years since right. it's become an American colony. Many of the original settlers in French Acadia were English, Irish, German, Greek, Spanish, Canary Islanders, and Italian, who began to settle in Louisiana before and after the, the Louisiana Purchase. So many of so many Cajuns also have ancestors who are not French. So again, I don't know if there's like a particular look. Hey, maybe we have listeners that. I mean, there could very, there could very well be. Hey, if there's listeners who live in Louisiana who who have like, yeah, you can usually tell. Just sort of, you know, the same sort of like, you know, ethnic background sort of ways and like, you know, certain, like certain shapes of faces or certain things like that look more, you know, Russian or Slavic, look more British, mm-hmm. look more, you know, you get the pairing of like dark hair and blue eyes from yeah. people in Ireland, that sort of thing. So maybe there's, you know, maybe there are sort of distinctive things like that. If that is a factor, let us know. What do you think of the casting of Channing Tatum? Yeah, I just would not be able to say like what a Cajun person looks like. I wouldn't if either. There's a distinctive look. I'm I'm trying to play the whole devil's advocate. This is what yeah. I've heard type yeah. of thing. I've heard that he's too muscular for Gambit. Mm-hmm. And I go and I look at the comic book pictures of Gambit, going, "Well, he's rocking that pink suit pretty hard because Gambit's armor well, is actually pink." <laughs> Did you know that? No, I was gonna say. Well, then again, too, depending on, like... He wears a the, giant the overcoat, too, too muscular also depends on who is drawing him. Nah. I saw a recent Tumblr 
picture where someone showed, I think it was, it was a picture of Captain America. I don't know who actually drew it. My suspicion is like, my mind immediately goes to Rob Liefeld because I've heard most people complaining about the way he draws certain characters in Marvel. But someone had actually like taken a picture of Chris, picture of Chris Evans, Steve Rogers, and manipulated the picture to how it would look if he actually looked like Captain America in the uh-huh. the comic picture, and his chest is like three times wider <laughs> and like two times as deep. I think what's really so. gonna do it for me is if he can talk it. Mm-hmm. Because I was really looking forward to Gambit in the Wolverine Origins movie. Mm-hmm. And guys, this is just a personal opinion. Please don't nail me up to a tree. I just didn't feel Gambit in that movie. Mm-hmm. I walked out of that movie feeling that Gambit hadn't really arrived. Mm-hmm. Nothing personal against the actor. It may have been the direction. It may have been screenplay. It may have been his lines, whatever. I just didn't feel like he was there. Yeah. Well, and especially if Gambit's character was raised in a, like, high-population Cajun, strong, like, Cajun roots area, he will have a very distinctive accent. He's supposed to. Yeah. So anyways, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Now, I was talking about this with my husband a couple nights ago. I think what they're also doing is marketing it very strongly, because what is the fastest-growing demographic in the geek moviegoer field. Would that be girls? That would be girls. <laughs> Do you think girls know the name Channing Tatum? <laughs> Gee, I wonder. It might be a, just a very smart marketing move. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, I'm sure that's part of the casting. Because, I mean, part of casting is get someone to fit the part, but depending on, especially if it's a role that's going to carry a movie. Like that's a, true. A solo movie. That's true. It's, he's got to be It's also to like, okay, we need someone with... A name that will put butts in seats. Yeah, I mean, as much as we absolutely adore him, Benedict Cumberbatch could not play Gambit. Come back down, come back down, come back down! (laughs) What did I just do? He would have, I mean, he would have a a very vocal core group of fans that would show up to that movie hardcore, but I don't think it's quite enough to make it as big a box office hit as Marvel would like it to be. Or, well, in this case, Gambit's an X-Men, so that would be... Fox. It's all people who have more money than me. Yeah, but Fox has the rights to the... Yeah, 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 yeah. Hence why on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. they never mention the M word. <laughs> Anyways. Mutant. Okay. In other movie news, Warner Brothers has announced a release date for Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. That's right. It's November 18th, 20th, 2016. Boo. <laughs> well, considering they haven't even, like, cast the thing yet. All right, Fine. <laughs> Gee, no, they're that specific. Two years. They have stuff planned out for like five years from now. They know exactly what movies are coming out. Their release date, though, they know. Yeah, they they're not. They're going to say no this date in November. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is why yeah. I'm not in the movie. Eighteenth November, two thousand sixteen. I mean, I've I've heard that can be a problem. That's sometimes a problem with movies is because now they are picking the release date. Like, that early. They're like, okay, this is coming out on this date. And so, like, you know, they don't have as much time to do as many revisions on scripts. Yeah. Sort of thing. Or, you know, to do rehearsals or stuff like that. Tick tock, tick tock. Let's go, people. Yeah. And actually... coming. Yeah. And actually, one of the nice things, it's going to come out two days before the 15th anniversary of the release of the movie Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Oh, that is kind of nice. Yeah. Nice little circle. It'll be like, oh my god, 15 years... Oh god, 15 years ago. I was sitting down with 
one of my friends from university, oh my god. Wow. And watching the very first Harry Potter movie. I suddenly feel old. Yeah, me too. Let's move along. <laughs> you realize I, I often do card, like library cards for kids and have to ask when their birth date is, and all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, how are you 12? You should be two. <laughs> oh god, you were born after 9-11 and you're now, you're now getting a, te- a teen card. What the hell? <laughs> I feel old. So, moving into other things, you were the one that found this about an interesting direction for Archie comics. I haven't really explored this, though. I've only heard a little bit about it, that Archie has gone zombie. Like, we, and we just saw this on the Mary Sue, there's an article on the Mary Sue, we'll link it, but basically Riverdale is death and destruction and zombies. After Life with Archie, yeah, they were talking about this at, uh, comic book day at my comic book store. Yeah, they're actually up to issue number five, After Life with Archie. Oh man, that is creepy. Unearth your undead Jughead t-shirt. I'm looking at the official site, afterlifewitharchie.com. Okay, see, there there is a very, there's a portion of my very, very young teen life here that's just cringing in a corner. So apparently I'm looking at um, an article from vulture.com from earlier, or actually from last year, it looks like, about it. And it says basically, they give the basic synopsis, Jughead's beloved hot dog gets hit by a car. The boy turns to Sabrina to bring him back to life. The dog returns as a zombie and bites Jughead, and so a plague begins. Oh, God. Oh, dear. So I don't know about you, but there's a portion of my childhood that's cringing in a corner. Yeah, I never read the Archie comics, but this is kind of making me curious. I'm like, oh, comicsology, do you have these? Probably. Yeah, so some of you may find, you know, if this was part of your childhood as well, you may find this interesting. You may also be like, oh dear God, my childhood, why would you do this? But if anybody's checked this out, especially who's anybody who's a fan of the Archie comics, let us know. I'm kind of curious. And don't forget, the new Dresden book comes out on the 27th. Yay, Dresden! Hey, didn't you know that, didn't you have a note that uh, Jim Butcher did a Reddit AMA? Today! Ooh. Today! I missed it. Boo. I, it was on my lunch hour. I came back and, and found out that everybody was saying, can you tell us about this and this and this? And why does <laughs> He's like, do-? fuck no. And he's like, of course. Maybe. I'm not telling you. You'll have to wait and see. He's done nothing but a plain old vanilla man wouldn't do. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that didn't answer anything. I'm like, what did you expect? He's an author with a series. I know. He's not going to tell he's you shit. He's not going to tell you. It's like, this is why, like, when Benedict Cumberbatch did it, people asked, like, People have to ask other, more interesting questions. Like, does he and do he and Tom Hiddleston have cheekbone polishing parties? <laughs> and lo- because he can't tell you what right. he's doing on Sherlock. <laughs> and lo, the and lo, the internet exploded. <laughs> but no, everybody was really well behaved and good, and there was a lot of oh my god, Jim Butcher talked to me. <laughs> there usually is on those sort of things, I think. Yeah. Oh my god, he actually talked to me! Um, but the next book, Skin Games, comes out on the 27th. And this is another thing. Um, mm-hmm. One of our listeners reminded me that one of my projects that I'm supposed to be doing is making a pattern. <laughs> the bob socks. <laughs> the bob socks. And wouldn't it be nice to be knitting those while listening to the audiobook or reading Skin Games? And I'm like, oh, oh... I've got two weeks to come out with Bob Socks. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Bob Socks. Because you need to design them first, and then you need to write the pattern. I know. It ain't going to happen. Yeah, Sorry, well. guys. Next book. Next book. <laughs> I will still try and get them done this year, and year is a term applied to 365 days. <laughs> 
That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, so considering that's something, the book is something you are craving, coveting, or crushing on, let's move into cravings, covets, and crushes. Will do. Oh my god. So, in the tradition of making seriously awesome figures for Marvel characters, Hot Toys is coming out with a Falcon figure. Complete with wings and oh all of his god. flying equipment. Look at the goggles. Oh my god. Look at the detail on the uniform. Like on all the straps. The stitches along next to the zipper and... Also, holy fuck, that looks like a human. If you don't look at the the joints in the arms, that looks like a human. Yep. And that really looks like Anthony Mackie. Pours on his face. Yeah. Yeah, you can go to hottoys.com and I'm sure it's on this front page right now, but if not, just search for Falcon. Oh yeah, look at all the seams on his pants. Uh Uh-huh. God, the details on the straps and everything just blows my mind. Yep, so there's the goggles, boots, the wings, guns. I'm sure he's got interchangeable hands with, that don't have the, the gloves on. Look at the, the texturing on the arm. That is talent right That there. is amazing. Holy crap. Like, look at the face. Like I it said. It's so real. Pores. I know. He's got pores. And all the subtle wrinkles and stuff on his gloves. That's amazing. Very nice work. Yeah. Of course, because of that very nice work, these things are also usually like 200 bucks, so... Or else you would have a collection of Phil Coulson dolls. Yeah, otherwise I would have had the Phil Coulson one on day one. You may also like. (laughs) They have the Winter Soldier one. Captain America Winter Soldier. They've got two Winter Soldier Captain America ones. One where he's in his civvies and one where he's in his shield suit. God, look at the creases and stuff and weathering on his jeans. It looks amazeballs. That looks exactly like Chris Evans. Rawr. Down, girl. Yeah, Phil Coulson would have like 20 of these in his (laughs) office. Oh my god, look at that. I have seen him making that face in yep. the movie, and it looks exactly fucking like yep. it. And there's the shield suit. Oh my god. Yeah, like I said, there's reasons these things are expensive, because they're insanely well made. God damn it. And of course, if I really had money, I could get both the Captain America ones and the Phil Coulson ones and have them make out. Because <laughs> they have like super intense looks oh. on their faces when they make out, because they're both like looking, they're both in badass poses. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, moving along. <laughs> Yes, moving along, thinking of other things that make us happy and that we have been crushing on. Have you? Did you see the photos of Benedict Cumberbatch at the Met, at the Met Gala? He was in white Damn. tie tux. Perfect. He was, like, he oozed regal. I will be damned if that man does not have royalty somewhere in his bloodline. Mm-hmm. It was fabulous. I mean, other... Gentlemen did attend and did look very nice. Johnny Depp wore spats, which I thought was kind of cute. But Benedict Cumberbatch was stunning. And finally, in what is probably the best sort of matchup between product inspired by and series, considering how much drinking you should be- <laughs> probably need to be doing during Game of Thrones. Did you know Game of Thrones had beer? Yes. Omegang Breweries, O-M-M-E-G-A-N-G dot com, um, and HBO have collaborated to create beers for, different flavored beer for Game of Thrones. I like this. On the sale, on sale March 31st, in time for its debut of season four, Fire and Blood makes for the perfect season premiere pairing. Yes, because you probably need to drink heavily to get through some episodes of Game of Thrones. Like, oh god, they're killing off my favorite characters again. Glug, 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 glug. That one has uh, spicy notes of ancho chilies and rye. Damn. Uh, Seems appropriate considering that it's called Fire and Blood and it's based on the dragons of 
the Targaryen yeah. household. Yeah, they also have the Iron Throne. Rich maltiness with gentle hopping and spicy notes from lemon peel and grains of paradise. That one launched ahead of the season three premiere. As well as Take the Black Stout. <laughs> I love the puns. Mm-hmm. Deep, dark, and complex, like those who have sworn the oath to defend Westeros against threats from the north. Yeah, Iron, Flo- Iron Throne was a blonde ale. This one was a black... The Obviously, this one is a black stout. And Fire and Blood... I don't really drink beer, so... I won't be buying any of this. Also, I'm not watching Game of Thrones, so I don't need to do the coping drinking for that. You have tea for those things, right? I have rum and coke for those things. Okay. Yes, I'm over 21 to just find your beer. They also have a... They even have a beer finder. Okay, the brewery's in Cooperstown, New York. Um, so on their website, they have... It doesn't represent what's available at any location, but you can, if you're in the States, you can go in and put in your zip code and select a beer and see if they carry that. I don't know if they... I kind of doubt it's shipping elsewhere. Okay. I would imagine. But it would depend on the size of the brewery and how much they want to deal with, you know, import stuff. Because I imagine alcohol is kind of harder to export places. And finally, cravings coming and crushes. You are having a desperate want for Maleficent to come out already. Maleficent. Maleficent. Yes. When does that come out again? 30th. Okay. Of this month. We're going? Yes, I'm totally going. It's a story about a strong woman. It has a lot of magic in it. It looks like it has super cool special effects. And I don't know. It's just... Everything that I'm really liking. And who seems like she's basically like, fuck you, I'm evil. And she likes it. Yep. I'm evil and I like it. Yeah. Fabulous, bitches. I don't know, I really dig it. I, at first, I wasn't really into the whole, you know, Disney retelling as live action, yada, yada, yada. But the more images I saw and the more trailers I saw, I I gotta admit, I'm hooked. I'm yeah, really... Yeah, it does look interesting. We'll have to report back to you on what it's actually like. Anybody else interested in seeing this? She keeps going back to the Phil Coulson hot toys. <laughs> Are we surprised? No. Yeah, Destroyer Gun! That was also awesome. Big bada-boom. But yes, on that note, we should leave you for this week. So that Karen can go play with her dolls. <laughs> so Karen can go write more fanfic. Yeah, okay. About her favorite characters. So, we'll see you later, everybody. Yep. Bye! Bye-bye! Thanks for listening. You can find old episodes or our show notes at our blog, knit1geek2.emptypockets.org. That's K-N-I-T-1 G-E-E-K 2 dot M-T dash P-O-C-K-E-T-S dot O-R-G. You can also find them at our Ravelry group. Just search Knit One Geek 2 in Ravelry's groups feature. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can leave a comment at the blog, comment on our Ravelry group, or you can send us an email at knitonegeek2 at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at knitonegeek2. Thanks, and keep geeking on. Alright, you want me to tell you something that's act- that's gonna make you laugh? Okay. And whether you put this in the outtakes or not is, is your... Okay. Is your thing. Go for it. So, last week, my son watches com- uh, cartoons right before he we get him dressed to go to school. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at him, realizing, God, he's gonna, he's got a birthday soon. I go over and I hug him. I say, you're getting to be such a big boy. He goes, yeah, let's measure. So we stood up and I'm, and I show him that he comes right up to my middle of my sternum. And I said, hey, look it. This is how tall you are. And he goes, yeah, I'm right between these. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, buddy, we don't do that. Oh, we don't do that. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, my God, we don't do that.
For those who couldn't see it, he was bongo drumming in the air. I was bongo drumming in the air. <laughs> and for anybody who's oh, eating or God. drinking or driving, I apologize. <laughs> for anybody who's eating or drinking, why are you doing that while listening to this show? Anyways, moving along. Anyway, yes. 